Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustedTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, I do. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. All right, guys. We're going to make this one short, sweet, and to the point. I love your sex tape. Shut it. We want you to join us online. We love to interact on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, so we kind of need you to go to those places. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway, we're Tapeworms. Fans of the Mixtape Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter, we are the underscore mix underscore tape underscore pod. The underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast on Instagram and the mixtape three words on TikTok. Hold on, dude. You can email us your mixtape show at gmail.com. That's going to get you there. Or you can give us a ring on the phone and drop a voicemail. Matt. You can give us a call at 513-437-2377, or make it easier, just remember 513-HERAD77. Easiest way is to head to www.themixtapeshow.com, that's our website, where... Seriously? Anyway, head to the site. We have links and a bunch of other stuff available. Also, on the homepage, our link to Buy Me Coffee, where you can easily support the show. If you have like 30 seconds, we're begging you. Please, leave us a review. It really does help a lot. Okay, now on with the show. All right, go ahead. Take it away, KC. In his underwear with hairy legs. <laughs> All right, are we, are, we, are we ready to record? Because Stu's, so. Stu's over there sleeping, so I just... Uh, Already? Yeah. Wake up! Grab your brush. Put on a little makeup. I just laid the keys upon the table. I just laid the keys upon the table. You wanted to. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do, do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the mixtape. I am Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. Wow. I'm Twisted Kid Matt. 
And I uh, stood in. Party um, on, dude. <laughs> wow. Of Wayne's World. Yes. Yeah, apparently. You did the Bill and Ted hand salute yeah, instead no, of Wayne's World. I wasn't really sure where I was going. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know. I didn't really know where I was going with that shit. I just, I just went. Um, so last week we did uh, 90s alt rock, and this week we're doing our 2000s alt rock. Uh, so a couple of things on this. Oh, by the way, everyone out there in, in listening land, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you're probably hi. getting right up to Turkey Day here, and you're going to be eating some turkey. And uh, gobble, gobble. it's weird because we so we did a uh, we did a little Thanksgiving get together at my wife's family's house yesterday, and uh, I'm sitting there talking to my kids, and I'm like, you know, they didn't probably have turkey <laughs> on a real Thanksgiving. They probably had, like venison and. Yeah. Uh, Pemmican. Yeah. yeah, that just real. So that, I that's, will, a, that's a reference for Kevin there. Well, yeah. I have to wonder, like, uh, like, where did we just decide, like, from now on, stuff? There was no stuffing. I promise there was no stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the same one. Gelatinous cranberry sauce. It's probably the same people that <laughs> created Columbus Day. No. Well, I mean, uh, probably. Maybe. Sometimes White I don't. People. Sometimes I don't know how to react to Stu. He says things, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. Well, it's probably just made the shit up. Well, everything well, is made up. Yeah. <laughs> the celebration of Thanksgiving comes from President Abraham Lincoln. That's true. You know, you know, as a day of Thanksgiving after, like, the Civil War. That's true. You know, I thought country kind of needed a time to give thanks. And also tell everybody, like, go back and, and read the actual, like, story, because it's actually really fascinating with, with yeah. uh, how the whole thing kind of came about. And it's, it's pretty cool. Or watch that, Adam's Family Values. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Eat me. I'm a turkey. <laughs> uh, that's the most culturally accurate. Well, that's that's what I that. that's what yeah. I meant about go read about it. Isn't that where you get all your faxes from movies? That's where I get all my information. Some of it, yeah. Listen, yeah. if it wasn't for like Tiny Tunes, I would have no actual facts. <laughs> Those okay. shows taught me a lot. How <laughs> Particle Man hates Triangle Man. <laughs> you know, they taught us the states of the world and mm-hmm. uh, the states of the world. The states. <laughs> yeah. All I of mean, them. that too. Yeah. All yeah, of states, them. The whole, yeah. the whole states of all countries the world. of the world. Um, we're talking the 2000s alt rock this week. And uh, are yeah, we ever? We are. And I'm going to say, like, we're going to, we'll get into it here in a second. But yeah. This one was tough because I think we talked briefly about it last week. Stu kind of mentioned it, and we got a little bit of a discussion. But it's like, what is alt rock at this point? It's like taking the shift. So it's like, isn't this just like regular rock that's on the radio at this point? Like it's weird, pretty much. So I kind of feel like, I mean, I guess it all is. Everything, everything, everybody's lists this week are really good, and they all make sense to me. But then there's a few that I'm like, I guess I wouldn't have thought about it as alt rock, but I guess it is sort of but all kind of merged again with well it's like, like i i did the google search back and um lincoln park came up on yeah the, lincoln park comes up above i'm like yeah. i don't even consider that alternative i just rock. considered them rock but i guess well they're actually considered part of new metal yeah right. like i said in uh one of the episodes i don't think a lot of bands had a choice and being no. considered right. alternative or not it was well, just kind of what happened here's what i think happened so you get, and I could be way off here, but you got like this new genre that's alt rock, right? And they create a, mm-hmm. a, li- a chart for it. And then as time starts going on, some of these bands like Linkin Park start landing on the alt rock chart. So therefore, if you go look look up 2000s alt rock, they pop up on it 
Like even though I guess maybe new metal was starting in the two thousands. So that being said, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say we came up with some cool shit on some of our yeah. lists. But yeah, I think it. We kind of briefly hit on it too. I think I said to Matt, you know, like uh, last week or something like that. Like punk mellowed the hell out a lot. Yeah, and we had this more poppy punk thing that kind of came in, which was great. But I think that you're going to see some of that influence a lot this week too on some some of the choices. So, yeah. so we're actually going to start with Matt's list this week. Um, like I said, I, I think everybody did a really good job of kind of weeding through. And I don't really know. Well, we're going to see what everybody feels, how everybody feels, because I want to discuss this honestly. Um, going through it and seeing what you guys picked i think we probably hit uh, if we're going so hard to explain if we're going based off what we felt alt rock was especially from the 90s and i know when i went into the 2000s trying to go down that road it was tough but i think everybody kind of kept on that same vein so we're gonna we'll kind of talk about that but there's a little bit of that more punky pop thing going on in some of our lists too so we're gonna start with matt and we're going to start with a band that Matt is clearly obsessed with. <laughs> and they're going to get talked about again on this show coming up sometime soon. So I guess they're just going to become one of those bands we talk about a lot. But this is Matt's first choice. Matt, the Matt brings yeah. the hives up. You've been bringing them up a lot on this show. And it was not intentional. <laughs> this is the <laughs> It just kind of happened. No. This is, uh, hate to I say, I didn't realize I told they were on so. tour with. Uh, yeah, they were on tour with. Ranting the, and Green yeah. Day. Uh, well, they're going to be. I don't think they officially yeah. are yet. But uh, this is Hate to Say I Told You So by the Hives. This came out in 2000. Uh, this is actually off their second album, Vinny, Vitty, Vicious. Um, so let's talk charts really quick before we get into the song itself. This was 36 in Australia, 23 in the UK, uh, 86 on the Billboard Hot 100, and 6 on the Billboard Alternative Chart. Uh, so according to, oh, you you can say it, Pele Angvist. <laughs> They're Swedish, okay? Angvist. I don't, you pronounce it, I don't want to. Um, anyway, I can't. When they recorded it, producer another Pele, Gunnerfeld, didn't like the song. Uh, said it was boring and trite, and referred to it as Swedish ZZ Top. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> ZZ Top. Um, so the band then they go in and they add this swooshing sound effect, as they put it, uh, throughout the entire song. So and eventually they go back in the studio and they convince the, the producer to remix uh, a few of their songs and they cleaned up the arrangement on this one as well. Uh, and that's what we ended up getting. The song is about defiance, self-assurance and rebellion. Uh, it's really they said it's for anyone who has felt overlooked or dismissed, taken for granted. Uh, it's really about how frustrating it is not to be heard. But at the same time, that satisfied feeling you get when you've proven someone wrong. <laughs> so, Matt. Right. Yeah. What made you uh, choose Hate Say I Told You So? Well, it's kind of it's the lead single off of Any Video Vicious, which is my personal introduction to the Hives, and not the not the last thing I heard from them. Um, if you go back and listen to a lot of their music, it's it's just fantastic. It, it came out around that time when like garage rock, you know, started you know popping up, and everybody was kind of like. I think people were kind of tired of overproduced music and they wanted something a little bit more raw mm -hmm. and yeah. kind of insane. 
the the look of the band also with the the black and white suits that they wear, which they wear all the time. It's awesome. That's what Stu's wearing they right st- now. It's very weird. They still do it. He's yeah. wearing a black and white suit. Yeah, he came in wearing a black and white suit. It's very bizarre. I didn't know why. Wow. You going to his Dude, what, Who are you? Uh, who are you, Beetlejuice? Are you Pele Vilalonquist? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because you bring up yet another genre that we've yeah. never even talked about, which is garage rock, which is like yeah. a whole new thing. And remember, I don't if, even know yeah, what that early, is. Early 2000s. Garage rock is kind of like, <clears throat> people kind of went back to like, because I don't want to say they, like, obviously the song was produced, but like Matt was saying, a lot of songs felt overproduced, so a lot of them took it back a little bit. So rock and roll kind of devolved. Yeah, a little bit. they just went back to some more basics. So is that kind of yeah. like uh, Metallica's Garage? I was, days? I knew somebody was going to yeah. bring that album up. Yeah, Metallica definitely tried to jump on the wagon for that when it was kind of going on, and and, and uh, I didn't really listen to that. I didn't either. So. I didn't like that album very much. So um, I did. I wasn't a I big liked the fact that it was all covers. That was pretty fun. I wasn't really a Metallica fan after there were like. I was a Metallica song fan after the Black Album, but I wasn't a Metallica fan anymore. Like after I was the Black a Album, big Metallica fan once the Black Album came out, right? But when Fuel and Refuel kind of load and reload, or whatever, yeah, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I, I like fuel that. and Ultimate Refuel. <laughs> fuel <laughs> ran out of gas. Fueled up. We they, ran out of gas. They had fuel three albums. They had Fuel, ran out of gas, and Refuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I ran out That's of gas I mean. was when they were going to potentially retire. That's what I mean. That after the Black Album, I was more a fan of a couple of their songs rather than their albums. Yeah, yeah the full album. Um, so let's go into Matt's second pick here. Uh, I know Stewie likes this band a lot, and they just came through town not that long ago here in Cincy. This is Matt's second choice. And when she Matt, you're cracking me up with your like, it's rap metal, rap metal. (laughs) 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 Um, This is Girl the Bad Guys Want, Bowling for Soup. This came out in 2002. What was the quotes for? Stu did air quotes. Oh, I'm sorry. He did air horns. I thought he was doing air quotes when I said bowling for soup, like bowling for soup. I'm like, what? Was it really somebody else? He did. They he were did. originally called Bowling for Shit. He did. <laughs> well, they really were. Either, either way, way, yeah. Either way, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so this is from their album "Drunk Enough to Dance." Uh, landed number eight in the UK, sixty-four on the Billboard Hot 100, 17 on the mainstream top forty. Uh, it was also nominated for a two thousand three Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Group or Duo. They win. So Jarrett Reddick uh, said. Girl, all the bad guys want was uh, my very first co-write ever, and me and Butch Walker sat in a room and literally wrote that song in thirty minutes. I mean, it was done. Uh, the song itself is a story. Is, is I mean, the song's telling a story. Talks about an alternative girl into bands like Godsmack and metal rap and singers pissed off at their dads. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. what this what this song is really about. Really. Uh, uh, some sometimes when you get into some of these more like punk bands or whatever you want to call them, they're they're the depth isn't there. They're literally just telling the story in the song, so there's really no deeper meaning. They just lay it all out. That's kind of what happened here. Uh, Bowling for Soup's a fun band. I think most people, of course, know them from a song that technically was a remake. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt. Yeah, 
why did you put this song on there? Um, they're a band that, again, just like the Hives, I've I kind of latched onto and then still follow them to this day. Um, they're really just a fun band. Yeah, they like, really all are. Around. Yeah, they have some amazing covers. Um, which the the funniest story has got to be the fact that everybody thought that they did Stacy's mom. Yeah, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, so what they that. actually did was they recorded a cover version of it and put it out. And on the actual cover of the album, it says, well, since everybody thinks we did this song, now we did. So now everyone's confused. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, awesome. it's something along those lines. But yeah, they, they kind of fed into like they, they don't take themselves super seriously. Right. And they just they fed into it and just kind of went with it. And they they kind of attributed a lot to like the early you know, Napster and LimeWire days where everything was just mislabeled. And it was, it was the wild west of, Oh God, of, uh, music. Yeah, piracy. Yeah, that was, so next, that's yeah. truth. so much. So next week we're actually going to be doing our next episode is, yeah. um, remakes that we either think are on par with or better than the original. And I bring this up because there's a particular one on somebody's list <clears throat> that was getting the, the original, it was on Stewie's list. The original, often gets attributed to ACDC and it's not, but it gets attributed to all the time. And I guess I kind of see it and I'll bring it up on next week's show. So there's a little teaser for it. So it, it, when you said that, it made me think of that. I remember so many times back in those LimeWire days or whatever, getting a song and going, it's yeah. like, I, I don't know if that's who it is or not, you know? And yeah. so much so, I think I brought this up a while back or I was talking to one of you guys about it. I think I was talking to you about it, Stu. We, there was a song that, as far as I knew, was by Dido, and it was great, but I've went through Dido's entire catalog, and I can't find the song, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so it was probably just mislabeled, and so now I'll never know who it was. There was so many, yeah. so many yeah. songs that were like that. But you're right. One that actually, um, I think it was a, an honorable mention on my list. I won't, even, I won't say the name of it, just in case, but so many people attributed it to a totally different band that for years up until literally when I was making my list, I did not know who sang it originally. No, go, go ahead and say it. Like who was your honorable? It was, uh, uh, Mrs. Robinson by, it was, it was actually done by the Lemonheads, but it always came up. You're as, talking about Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. The, the, their the Simon remake. and Garfunkel. Um, yeah. so it came up as so many different bands. Yeah. Zebra something. I remember I had, I actually had a compilation CD with the actual song on it, but there was somebody, was it Zebra head or some, somebody put it under, I remember it used to get attributed to Probably, it yeah. and it might've been because they were confused by lemon heads. Like, I don't know, but you're right. I do recall that as well. Um, you're also right about bowling for soup. Uh, just watch their videos. They said it was Weezer all the I time. I could see that too. Yeah. Um, Bowling for Soup, watch their videos. They're just, a, you're right. They're just yeah. a fun band. Uh, yeah. Fun to listen Jared, to. If you want to come on the show, please do. Yeah, We'd be, love to talk to really you. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, not that he's, I mean, I know he's listening. So, yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show. Um, let's get in. Show. Let's Definitely. do Matt's third choice here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's this one. This is Miss Murder by some band called Affy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this is Affy. AF, AFI. This is Miss Murder from AFI. This came out in 2006. 
<sighs> December Underground. Hold on. I'm going to try that again. It's off the album. December Underground. December yeah, Underground. All, all one word. It's all one word. <laughs> December Underground. So am I confused that is this considered alt, alt rock or is weren't they considered emo? It's Well, since you said that. 14 in Australia, 46 in Canada, 44 in the UK, 24 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number one on the Billboard Alternative Airplay chart. So there you go. That I mean, you know. So maybe they were like the beginning of emo, I guess, maybe. I don't know. So I, I got to ask you this question, Stu. Yeah. And, and don't don't take this the wrong way. Have, how are much AFI dick? have you listened to? <laughs> no. <laughs> I How much AFI I've, review are, are you familiar with? Just uh, the stuff that's uh, like the main MTV, play stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like this song. Okay. I love it. If you, and, and I was planning on talking about this anyway, but um, I've, I've listened to AFI since their first album came back in 95 and still do. Like I'm a huge fan of AFI. Um, they have evolved with every single album and they kind of became more emo than what they started off as uh, they were originally more, more punk than anything and like highly, highly influenced by the misfits. Wow. So like that, that style of, of punk. That's weird. And yeah, yeah. they well, don't look I mean, like it. Yeah. And like you listen to miss murder. Yeah. I don't hear misfits influence. You in don't there. hear it at all. Yeah. That's weird. If you go back, I mean, they, they've, they literally covered Halloween on one, on one of their EPs and it's, fantastic that actually almost made my list as far as uh uh covers better than the original hmm. um that's kind of cool yeah foreshadowing for for the next episode i took a while to submit my list because yeah, i had did. to narrow it down and i knew like what you were doing songs. and i will yeah. say again we are teasing all the shit out of next week but matt's is interesting man and i'll hit yeah. on it next week but like not bad yeah. just we just interesting like i don't know yeah. we'll, we'll get to it but i want to talk a little bit about this song uh so davy havoc singer of afi um said probably in an interview really. i'm sure it's not said in an interview we beat this song down we re reworked the chorus over and over again and in some abyss i sang the melody of the chorus with a scratched lyric that went hey miss murder can i he thought it was just filler and I guess that the, the, the songs would never, that the lyrics were never actually going to work. Right. He just was like, this was just like what I threw in the song. It was scratch vocals. Uh, but the producers, I guess, thought it was really good. And uh, Davey Havoc won't say for certain what the song is about. He's been asked, but he won't really say it specifically. Um, there are some theories. Um one theory is that it's based on the Oscar Wilde novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. This is a really popular theory. If you don't know what that story is about, uh, Dorian Gray is this really good-looking man who pretty much sells his soul in order to stay attractive forever. And instead, there's a painting of him that ages, but he stays the same age. Okay, so that's one theory. Others believe it's about Lucifer's fall from heaven. Uh, some say it's about God ditching humanity, which kind of tracks if you know anything about Davey Havoc <laughs> uh, and his views yeah. on religion. It might track that this song is about God saying screw you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also believed it might refer to his struggles with fame. Uh, me personally, I I can't say. Matt, do you have any theories of what this song might be about? <laughs> I do not. But Davey Havoc, please come on the show. Let's yeah. talk about it. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. And we've kind of touched on, you know. 
I know, I know Jay and I have, uh, we've mentioned the band black audio mm-hmm. and, uh, Stu, if you want to get a totally different, um, side of, of Davey Havoc from AFI, listen to black audio. Uh-huh. It is an eighties inspired synth pop project that he does. Oh, really? But he also has another band called Extremist that is one of the most brutal hardcore bands. Yeah, they did this song called More Than Words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wholehearted. And Wholehearted. Everybody yeah. forgets about Wholehearted, Stu. Thanks for setting that yeah, one up and knocking yeah, it out. That was, that was good. That <laughs> Extremist. That, <laughs> that was a yeah. deep cut. I mean, I remember the second you said I'm like, oh, that's right. They had two songs. Yeah. Extremist. Uh, now I want to see Davey Havoc I believe it's sitting in a room extreme. with an acoustic guitar and long blonde hair going, I would actually I really enjoy that. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> um, also, they are big fans of The Cure, and they did a cover of Hanging Garden as well. That's cool. Another another uh, honorable mention on my list, by the way. So. They might be a fun band yeah. to like focus on sometime and talk about. Just oh, yeah. In general. I, I, I'd be into it. I yeah. could and would do that. Uh, I also, I'm, I don't have many, I, I've never been the type of person to be like, I'm going to get, you know, something band related tattooed on me. I actually have one of their logos tattooed on me. Hmm. Like I'm that big of a fan of it. Yeah, Stu, Stu, Stu doesn't do that either. No, that's yeah, he, he's never done anything like that's that with no, Molly Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing on his Molly Crew, no offspring, no nope. on him. No, it's garbage. Tattoos are ugly. To you guys out there listening, his whole back piece is a tribute to Motley Crew, and he has the offspring skull on his arm too. Yeah, it's sort of like a mad fold. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about Stewie, we ought to kick into yeah. Stewie's list right now. Huh? Um, so I think, Stu, what you were talking about earlier, the first band on your list could kind of fall into that. Were they alternative? I mean, they... Well, let's just let's talk about my original list. <laughs> Stu sends me a list. Three songs. <clears throat> I send him a message back. Yeah, dude. All of those were the 90s. Oh, God. <laughs> like, and I mean, one of them was 1990. <laughs> like, you weren't even close. Like, not even close. Not even like, close. Damn, man. Um, but he, he came back with a second list, and uh, this is the first song on it. This. I don't have to listen to what you say, Dad. <laughs> That's what the genre should be called. I don't have to listen to you, Dad. Music. But I listen fucking dad. love it. Um, this is "Sugar We're Going Down" by Fallout Boy, two thousand and five, and that's what I mean. I would have never personally considered Fallout Boy as alternative, but they they are. If you go Google the stuff and look it up, they hit the mm-hmm. charts charts a bunch. Um, this is from their album "Under the Cork Tree." They're, this was actually their first top 10 hit. Uh, this was pretty much the song that set them off, and, and it was definitely the first song I ever heard from Fallout Boy, or that I knew I heard from them anyway. Yeah. Uh, the song went four times platinum, landed 10 in Canada, eight in the UK, where it also went two times platinum. It was uh, number three on the U.S. alternative chart and eight on the Billboard Hot 100. So singer Patrick Stump has said he purposely slurred the lyrics to it to give it more of a punk feel, and that the song went through almost 30 different variations, some of them sounding like a completely different song, only to come back and pretty much release the original <laughs> version. <laughs> um, the song is about a troubled teenager is trying to make it through. I don't have to listen to you, Dad. He's trying to make it through and navigate all the pitfalls and complications of love. 
Um, sugar, we're going down swinging is literally about holding on to a relationship through all the hurdles and struggles. Like we're going to, we're going to, if we're going down, we're going down swinging. We're going to stick together through all this bullshit. Stewie, you want to talk about what made you, uh, put some fallout boy on your list this week, buddy? Uh, I like their video. Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, the kid with the deer antlers. It is the yeah, deer yeah. antler kid. Mm-hmm. It's actually, um, <clears throat> I like it when, uh, I was watching the video and, uh, Pete Wentz, I think that's his name, the guitarist. They're, they, uh, like, um, that when they were in the video, they were both like dancing, spinning around in circles. I thought that was kind of weird and cool. And Stu's <laughs> like, Stu's like an episode of the Chris Farley show. Remember when they were like in the video and spinning and dancing? That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes that makes two of us who've been compared to the Chris Farley show. That's by true. The way. That yeah. was yeah. once compared to the Chris Farley show too. It's a great song, man. And yeah. Fall Out Boy is a, a, a real again a really fun group. I really like. You said this this was almost definitely the first song I heard, yeah. or the, the definitely the first one I recall hearing. Anyway, well, that and their uh, album titles are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're oh, the song titles, everything. Long. Yeah. Well, yeah, even the song titles, like, they're extremely long. I'm like, I'm never going to remember that. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I think we just, oh, go ahead, Mac. I was just going to say a little uh, piece of trivia. Do you guys know where they got their name from? Uh, I mean, no. I know there's no, I don't. a video game. Uh, there was a character named Fallout Boy from The Simpsons. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's where yeah. they got the name from. So it's funny, Stu, because... We, you were just talking about how silly some of their names and stuff could be. And we talked about Bowling for Soup being kind of a, a band that doesn't take them, take themselves serious and Fallout Boy doesn't take themselves serious. However, right. your next choice might take himself a little too serious some of the time. <laughs> but this is Stewie's uh, next pick right here. Good choice. So it's, I think it's telling that we've, we're about to go into our fifth year and I don't know that the white stripes have ever been brought up on this show. And yet over the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear them brought up a couple of times. Uh, this is seven nation army around. by white stripes, uh, 2003 off the album elephant. Uh, we all know this song. It's another sporting event song. Like you, you, you yeah. hear that. Dun, 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 dun. I think there's even a mix where you hear, oi. Boy, like, you know, it's just one of those things. Hmm. Uh, number 17, and all, like, just that beat at the beginning, and it's kind of got that same beat as, you know, ACDC. TNT? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, number 17, Australia, moment, 61 in Canada, one on the number one on the UK indie chart, 76 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number one on the Billboard Alternative chart. Two times platinum in the U.S., three times in the U.K. The song tells the story of a guy who finds out everyone in his town is gossiping and talking shit about him behind his back. So Jack White stated, he feels so bad he has to leave town, but you get so lonely you come back. The song's about gossip. It's about me, Meg, and the people we're dating. Um, Basically, the song's about how the duo deals with growing popularity and the negative impact that can be, that can come from being famous. The title of the song came from Jack White's childhood. Uh, he and his mom were going to a store, the Salvation Army, and he thought it was called the Seven Nation Army. So that's <laughs> he, he <laughs> that's came up awesome. with the title of the song. Stewie, 
What uh, what drew you to Mr. White? Well, I, mean, I was looking on the list and I was didn't have one. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I mean that's fair. I've been there. <laughs> well, I mean I, I like the song. I mean I actually when it first came out or when one in the White Stripes first came out, I didn't like them at all. Yeah. Um, to go back to the videos again, it, the video is kind of weird because you know it had the like black and white. Uh, yes constantly uh coming forward i mm-hmm. guess you could say so that that was kind of interesting so and it, it grew on me i think that video might have been like nominated for some awards and shit too someone yeah. with epilepsy cannot be watching that <laughs> yeah, it's my, my, yeah. my, to give you some flashes every single beat is a different frame yeah yeah, the video, yeah, yeah. and it, it just moves closer and closer and to the camera and, and it's interesting it that had it's just two of them yeah it's the it's and i mean Jack i know Meg. that now yeah. we have multiple bands out here. They're just like the um, Twenty One Pilots and uh, all the couple of other bands that are big now with just two <laughs> bands. But oh, Royal Blood! It's another Royal Blood, awesome band, by the way. And the uh, was it the Gold? Uh, not Gold. The ones that did Gold on the Ceiling. I don't know. Uh, give me a second. I don't know who that is. Anyway, I, I mean it's. To, to oh, you're talking about um, Black Keys. Yes. Oh, Black the Black Keys. Kid, duh. That would have uh, made sense. Black um, Keys. White Stripes, Black Keys. wonder if they had to cut, the cut this, names. Jay. It sounded like you said the Black Kids, which is a real band, by the way. Well, clearly said the oh. Black Keys. We were talking about the Black okay. Keys. Yeah. <laughs> a little Ebony and Ivory. They should, it, they should get together and do a cover. It Ebony was just weird Ivory. seeing just two people creating a yeah. big song like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, Captain and Tennille did it a long time before this. Did it? <laughs> the Carpenters. Well, I know. The Carpenters. Yeah. <laughs> We're schooling you. Uh, Simon Garfunkel. I do want to bring up one. Yeah, yeah Simon and Garfunkel. Well, Listen, it's not that weird, Sue, is what we I want to hear Simon and Garfunkel do Seven Nation. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> so I want to add one little. It's not far stretch. I'm one sure. little piece here that a uh, little, little fun little piece of information that back in 2016, the White Stripes uh, stated via Facebook that they were disgusted by the song's appearance in a video supporting Donald Trump's campaign for the 26th United States presidential election. (laughs) And they said that they had nothing whatsoever to do with the video. Now, the reason I bring this up is because we hear about this shit sometimes where songs start getting used for political parties. And and I'm not taking a side. I mean, literally any political party. I just think it's bullshit when they don't when parties use somebody's music and don't get their permission yeah i mean commercials have to get permission all the time because you may not Mm -hmm. and and there's a reason because you may not want your art associated with that right that commercial or that political party but i always thought that was funny i've known political people think they're above the rest there's a um really fun there's a really fun um uh shit i can't think of the name of the show uh robot chicken that deals with this where there's like this political campaign where they're using uh i think it's love train but then they get in trouble so they're like we're now using this uh like non-version and they're using this clear ripoff of the song love train and it's i don't know go check it out but yeah there you go so now we're gonna move along to stewie's final choice this week uh well that's funny i didn't realize what i just did there <laughs> but there was what i just said is well you hear these hands are mental 
<laughs> to catch it. I was like, I don't know this song. I was like, oh yeah, I do. So I didn't yeah. mean to do that. Yeah, let's like, move along. I said, yeah, now good, we're going to move along to Stewie's. Good, and it's, good segue there. I totally yeah. didn't mean to. I, this yeah. is Move Along by the All-American Rejects. Um, <laughs> in fact, I should clip that from now on. Whenever one of you guys is just talking too much, I'll just clip it and hit let's Move Along. along move. Uh, 2005 album of the same name. Uh, 73 in Australia, 7 in Canada, 42 in the UK, 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. So do you guys know what this song is about? Anyone? Anyone? Moving along. Uh, Sort of. (laughs) This is an anti-suicide song. Oh. This song is meant to be a positive message about believing in yourself, enduring problems that come. It's about uh, persevering and not letting our failures define who we are or who we become. Talks about letting go of the past and embracing change. So guitarist Nick Wheeler said uh, they wrote the song at a time, quote, when we were at our wits end, wondering if we were ever going to make a second record. Our manager and our guy uh, just kept saying, keep writing, keep writing. All we knew was, hey, man, we wrote 11 songs and that's all we had to our name uh, when we made the first record. Thankfully, our manager pushed us to our wits end. Because the last two songs we wrote for our second record were Move Along and It Ends Tonight, which were both top ten hits. Yeah. Um, and it actually became pretty easy writing follow-up hits once the juices started flowing. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Stu puts a little positive spin on his list there with his final choice with uh, Move Along by the All-American Rejects. Stewie, tell us why. Because I just wanted to move along. Well, tell me why. <laughs> No, it's, it, it, it's a good song. Stew, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. <laughs> Keep going. For real, though. I want it that way, Stu. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, why did you pick Move Along? We got to get him back on track. Oh, yeah. We steered him over. Actually, uh, just a good song. I mean, it just kind of beat you could dance the- to it. Actually, that when you, you said that uh, it was an anti-suicide song, we could probably make a couple a episodes yeah. of yeah, anti-suicide songs. Yep. And the good ones, like, they're real good songs, too. So Yeah, I could top it off with Queen's Don't Try Suicide. Right. Don't yeah. try suicide, you're or, just gonna uh, hate it. Didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't Ozzy Osbourne do something similar to wow. that at one time? That's, that's a real lyric. Don't try suicide, nobody gives a damn. You need help, look at yourself, you need help. Oh my gosh. How many people were genuinely, like, Saved from suicide by that song. By Queens, don't try suicide. Yeah. I like, hope. Man, not. I just, I really realized that I just, I was going to hate it. <laughs> Thank you, Freddie Mercury. This song. Yeah. I wonder uh, if. Thanks, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury let me know that I, I would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate suicide. Yeah. You know what? He's right. I would hate it. Oh man, that would be. Uh, I got uh, dark. You're not. You're not wrong though. It's uh, we could kind of do a whole album yeah. about that kind of stuff it'd be a weird <laughs> like title yeah titling that week's episode <laughs> songs about suicide don't do it don't do it <laughs> and don't do it hey guys um, don't just don't <laughs> just don't um uh, we're gonna move into my list next and i think last week i talked about somebody that didn't make any of our list but i said could have and probably should have but for some reason, just nobody really thought of him. And then when we went in the 2000s, I did. And so he did. So here's my first choice. 
Watch your mouth, you know you're doing Don't forget to pick up what you sow Talking trash to the garbage around you So this is Beck, Epro, 2005, off the album Guero. Uh, landed on the charts. Yes, it did. Number 12 in Canada, 38 in the UK, 65 on the Billboard Hot 100. Number one on the Billboard Alternative Airplay Number chart. One. To bring back Casey's honorable mention from last week and back up what we were discussing previously and last week, Beck used uh, the rhythm track of Beastie Boys. So what you, what you, what you want? There you what go. What you want? Uh, Never caught that. Yep, yeah. it's a sample in the song. You probably hear it now, uh, now that you yeah, know it's in there. Definitely do. So the name, name EPRO is short for Environmental Protection. Didn't know that either. Uh, the focus is on a cynical person who is not pleased with how shallow modern culture has become. But it is Beck, so there are some ambiguous lyrics in there left open for your interpretation. Yeah. Um, like getting crazy with the cheese was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because we did the 90s, and once we finished that list, I'm like, oh, my God, nobody How put Beck, Beck on. Make the list, yeah. And, like, Loser by itself, but there are so many, like, Devil's Haircut. Like, there's so much that could have been um, on there. But Deborah, uh, I had two turntables. Two turntables and a microphone, which is a great song. With you. Um, I oh, had two. I know I had Odelay. Uh, I know I had a couple of Beck out, like two different Beck albums, and I, it just never really crossed my mind. When you're going over the list, sometimes this you don't think of stuff, and then somebody will trigger something when we're doing the show. Yeah, uh, right. yeah we don't want to trigger anybody on this show. I really put it on. Well, I mean, it happens anyway. I <laughs> I just appreciate Beck. That's why I put it on the list. It's a cool song, and if I think we're talking alternative, I think he deserves a place in that discussion. So agreed. It's kind of why Good Beck choice. made my list. It's uh, I. When I realized we didn't talk about Beck and I went into it, because I guess I do think of Beck as more of a 90s you know, kind of uh, artist. But then when I start pulling stuff up, I'm like, well, E-Pro's from 2000s. Like, he's he's got some big yeah. stuff in the 2000s. So that's why I went that way. Another band on the list, my next one, could have, again, could have been in the 90s and maybe should have been in the 90s. But uh, they didn't, so they made my list for the 2000s. I am well aware that Radiohead. I was yeah. going to say, I think that's Radiohead. Yeah. I'm well aware that after pretty much Creep, which was their mainstream, so they 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 really altered. And you're either a fan or you're yeah. not a fan, and I am. I I actually really like them. Um, this is in Rainbows from 2007. Uh, I want to talk about this album for a second, in case you guys yeah, don't know. Do. Uh, the, so the band decided to release this album online, and they decided they were going to let their fans set the price. You went on, you downloaded the album, you chose how much you paid them. You didn't have to pay them anything if you didn't want to. And I think it was really cool that they did that. This was the first time anything like that was actually ever done. Um, I think they had just sort of discussed it and... Tom was kind of like, we kind of made our money and we made our success. We just want to be artists. Like, we want to create, and, and that's what we don't want to be focused on, the money. So I think that was really cool. 
Um, the retail release of In Rainbows then came out after that. So they did release it in retail as well if you wanted to go buy a physical copy and not a download. And even though you could go online and get it for free or a dollar or whatever, uh, the retail release topped the UK album chart So and the US Billboard 200. So even when they did the retail release, even though they were giving it away for free, in other words, guys, it, it, it worked. Yeah. You know, give treat your fans right. You'll, you'd be amazed. Yeah. And people still want hard copies. Sure, yeah. absolutely. I'm relatively sure I did both. I did the digital download and the physical copy. Well, you probably did because by October 2008, they'd sold over 3 million copies of the album worldwide. So, yeah, that's a great album. album. And they were giving yeah. it away for free. So, um, It was the best-selling vinyl record of 2008, and it is certified platinum in the UK and Canada and gold in the US. The album was a massive success, but the song I chose was not a chart hitter. Um, it has become famous and popular amongst fans. This was one of those songs that when I heard the album, I don't know why, but the song will stick with me for like days after I hear it. Uh, the song it's is about going hypnotic. through. It is exceptionally hypnotic. The song is about going through final judgment. It is creepy and it sets a definite tone. Um, and it's one of those songs that just makes me feel things. I don't always know what those things are, but it makes me feel things. So. Uh, I added it to the mix. Uh, like I said, Radiohead's a lover hate band for a lot of people, but either way, I think they deserve respect. They're constantly experimenting. They're constantly trying new things. So. I mean, I don't love or hate them. I just don't know them. You don't know them. I actually, I, I know creep. You know creep. And yeah, I would, yeah. ex- I would, I would guess, and I'm not <laughs> being a dick. I don't think you would. I don't think you would like yeah, them. Yeah, I don't that's think a good be point. I don't think they're a stew band. They're very experimental, and some of their shit is really weird. Now, that's not to say you wouldn't occasionally go, well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that, but I can't see you sitting down listening to the album. Right. This is a they, – their albums, like Plastic Trees and and and, and, and Rainbows are kind of albums where you – where Matt would turn the lights off and sit alone in his room. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's kind of what they are. They're just, Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> in the corner. Matt, I've always been there. You've always been there. <laughs> I am eternal. <laughs> but I'm going to pick things up a little with my final band. Once again, could have been the 90s, but 2000s all the way. And uh, yeah, they deserve to be talked about too. We love this. We all love this band. So here you go. Head bang to like every song. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking my head a little bit. Uh, this is Nine Inch Nails, man, and I think I'm on record in this show many times as saying I'm a huge fan of Trent Reznor and most things that Trent does. This is The Hand That Feeds, 2005, from the album With Teeth. Number 41 in Australia, two in Canada, one in the UK, and 31 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number one on the US Alternative Airplay chart. Uh, so this song was leaked online, and several radio stations started playing it, the leak copy, uh, before the actual official radio release was sent out. So wow. it got leaked in February and didn't technically get released for uh, another month. Um, I'm, I'm just a Nine Inch Nails fan. I love this song. Uh, the song's a call to action against the status quo. Think of it as a kind of a protest against political corruption and the abuse of power by government, the political elite and the corporate world. Uh, Trent Reznor is kind of well known for his views on uh, and criticism of the government and the media. 
He has said this song was actually inspired because of the catastrophic results of the war on terror during the Bush administration. Uh, whatever it was based on, I don't know. It's just a cool-ass song. Uh, it is showing criticism of censorship, how complacent media has become, and the government propaganda. Also, it rocks, <laughs> which is why so I put it on. So. Uh, this song just gets you pumped in a good way, and mm-hmm. I like the drive of the music and kind of how it pushes you and kind of you get into that beat, man, and it's just – it's it's okay. got that right pacing. Yeah, know? and Trent's had that, like, club-style uh, beat that we – we appear in the clubs all the time. Yeah, and I like the kind of the like over like saturated like uh, the distortion. Yeah, the distortion. How it's real gravelly and kind of growly. I've, he does that a lot too, and I like that. We're gonna at some point focus on Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails as well, uh, and kind of talk about how he got to start. Uh, this is something we're gonna start doing on when we switch the show format slightly. Where occasionally we're just going to focus on a uh, an artist or focus on a genre and not just do playlists. We're going to like sit down and like have discussions about people and where they got their start and some of the cool shit behind them. But yeah, hand that feeds made my list. There you go. Uh, Casey, no, actually, the torture. Of we say that list. we've been joking, giving him a hard time the last few weeks. Uh, no, Casey brought it, uh, especially with one of his bands that I might not have picked the song, and it'll be your second one, but I would have picked the band had you not. And I decided, like, okay, that that's right. fine with me. Um, and it is another band that at some point we will be highlighting here on the show, but that's not your first pick. This is. <laughs> So, no, it's not Daft Punk. This is, <laughs> but you kind of hear that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is so. uh, Electric Feel by. Do they call themselves Management or is it MGMT? I think it's just it's MGMT. MGMT. Yeah. Uh, this is 2007 from Oracle Spectacular. So let us list the charts on this one. Platinum in Australia, where it landed number seven. Number two, uh, two times platinum in Canada, where it hit number 43. It landed uh, number 22 in the UK and made platinum there. And in the US, it went gold and fell at 14 on our charts. Uh, This song is about sex? No, actually, it's not about sex. But you probably thought it was. Maybe you thought it was. I don't know. The song is actually about drugs. Not about sex. But it sounds a lot like about sex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they use the woman, the image of a woman to reference the intoxicating feeling of addiction. That's why the song sounds like it's being sung about a woman, but really it's not. Uh, we know this. We know this for sure because lead singer Andrew Van Weingarten told us so. <laughs> <laughs> he was on David Letterman and he said that that's what it was about. Uh, this was the first song they ever composed and they did it while they were in college. They were like music students. And they're in their dorm, and they're, like, putting songs together. And they didn't exactly think the song uh, was going to make their career or anything. They were just kind of putting songs together. But they ended up scoring a record deal because of this song. And they did, in fact, set their career, which I think is pretty cool. Like, sitting in their dorm room, um, compiling stuff and working on stuff together and create the song. Did they ever finish college or did they? I don't know. That's a good good question. I have no idea. I didn't bother to research that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I would imagine. 
right? You're there. I, mean, now I can you look just, it up. Now you just got money to pay <laughs> yeah. for college. I can honestly say I've never heard of this song. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of shocking, I you, guess. You'd yeah. probably like them. Yeah, I would no. uh, Actually, since right. Stu, since you're a fan of videos, uh, you need to check out the video for their song, Kids. Mm. It's a straight up nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, actually, no, no, no. No, I, no, no. Just the word kids should not be a trigger. Don't let that scare you. Go, um, go watch the video and you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, now that you say it, though, and you're like, I've never heard this. That uh, First, we said it surprises us, but I know what stations you listen to. And I doubt they 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 may yeah. occasionally play them on there, but it would be a rarity. I, I mean, I, I listen to Q102 sometimes. but I mean, Primarily, I, usually you listen to rock stations, yeah, though. Yeah. And so they wouldn't really probably fall on there a whole lot. No. Maybe occasionally somebody would play them. But, I mean, you know. this day and age, they probably would put on there because yeah, well, everything runs in the rock somehow. Well, no, it's not going to be on EBN because it's not ACDC. <laughs> they play the <laughs> same rock. Metallica. No, but they, they play country on the, uh, the rock station. That's now. frightening. Uh, Kevin, yes. fucking love this next band like so much, and I'm so glad that they made it on. Like I said, I don't know if I would have put this song. Maybe. But definitely would have added them gladly. That would have been hard for me to pick. But here is your next choice. I I don't know if... Love People this. know how much like I love the gorillas. Love this. I'm shit. a huge fan of the gorillas. Yeah. And uh this is Feel Good Inc. from the Gorillas, two thousand five. Their two probably best known songs are Feel Good Inc. and Clint Eastwood, and I would have considered right. either of them. Um Melancholy Hill is one of my favorites. It's it's funny because we were my wife and I were in the car driving yesterday and I just had on a one of my playlists and Melancholy Hill came on. And we're sitting there talking. I said, do you know who this is? And she said, no. So it's the gorilla. She's like, oh, my God, it is, isn't it? And I'm like, yes. I don't think people know just how much they've done and how eclectic they can be and how extremely creative they are. And there's only like two actual members. I'm I'm sorry. There's four. There's Noodle. There's Russell. <laughs> no. Uh, um, we'll, we, we are definitely going to highlight them at some yeah. point. But this this is Feel Gooding from 2005 off the album Demon Days, which go listen to the album Demon Di- Days. Uh, Fantastic. Like I said, I'm, I'm so on board with this, Kevin. Yeah, um, yeah, I am for sure. Like I said, the band is yeah. absolutely fascinating. Um, we talked about them a little last night. There's a book out about the members of the band that's totally fiction because they're all fiction but it's <laughs> you should go check it out it's awesome fascinating band and we're going to do we're, we'll end up doing that deep dive into the creation and storyline behind them we're not going to do that today we're, we, you know i could i would love to uh yeah. today we're going to be talking about feel good inc yes this, it charted it charted real good charted in uh, number three in australia where it went platinum went five times platinum in canada and peaked at number six in the UK, it reached number two and went three times platinum. And in the US, 14 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard Alternative, and it went gold. So a little quote from Damon, Damon Albarn. 
the gorillas cartoons seem more real to me than actual people on TV because at least you know that there's some intelligence behind the cartoons and there's a lot of work that's going into it. So it can't all just be a lie. Yes. Damon Albarn, he of blur fame. So this is what we, we, we've, we were talking about this a little bit ago, but a lot of people don't know that. So blur, if you guys don't know, you do. They did this song. Woo-hoo! There you go. That's all I ever say to people. They did the song. Woo-hoo! Everybody's like, Oh, I know that song. Song two, <laughs> song two okay. by blur. Um, so what happened is he would team up with Jamie Hewlett to create this band. And, um, Man, that, the video had to have cost a fortune. Well, they do. That was kind of the point, right? They did. They were watching stuff they saw on MTV, and were kind of like, we could, <laughs> we could kind of create our own band that says more than. So that's yeah. why the videos are all like animated, yeah. um, because all the characters right. are fake. Right? They're not. Yeah. These guys go on tour. I mean, they went on tour and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, do you know who uh, who Jimmy Hewlett is? Uh, he's like an animator, right? I mean, he's not. Yeah, like do you know a, what he what he created though? Like what his big thing is? Do you not? Like Tank Girl, really? Yeah, I that totally makes so totally sense. makes sense. Like now, okay, yeah, I can see that. Now. <laughs> yeah, when you see the artwork now, you're just like, yeah, oh, oh, that. okay. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah, and I'm not gonna pretend like I knew that. I just found that out. So, <laughs> like that, uh, that blows my mind. But it makes so much sense. So you guys want to kind of know what the uh, song is about? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Um, is our perception of happiness skewed? Are we being sold a lie about what happiness is? It's almost like the people in the video are zombies and yeah. are just following what they've been told to do. So if you watch the video, like Noodle, like the band are kind of like Noodle's like sitting up on that, the, the windmill, I guess it is, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're kind of watching yeah. all the people below are, are zombified. They're like following whatever they're told happiness is. That's what they're doing. And the band's seeing it, but they're not really understanding it. That's I know it's weird, but that's kind of what this song is about. Are people really happy, or are they living day-to-day just believing they're happy and doing that thing? And this is weird because I remember – so weird. This is a weird story, but it, it's, going, it's going to help this whole thing make a little sense, I think. I remember there was this girl I used to work with, a little bit older lady, and – she would come in every she's very sweet, very sweet. She and she lived with her mom who had was like, you know, not very healthy. And she would complain a lot about a lot of things. And like every night she would go home and watch TV and order food. And then she would come in the next day and tell me about the show she watched and she was really into it. And one day it just hit me like I do that. I go home and watch TV with my wife and shit, but then we go do things and I'm like, What kind of life is it where your life is literally get up, go to work, come home, watch TV? go to bed, get up, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed. And you have nothing else. And are you just believing that that's okay? Because like, I, I, I'm going to, I'm getting real weird and deep here, but seriously, real deep. is that okay? Like, is it just, this is your life and that's what you've been sold. This is what the American dream is. Is that really happiness? And I think that's kind of what they're trying to get across here. Is it really happiness? What you've been sold? Or is there so something a better? Wake up call to all you couch potatoes out there. Or just people listening to like, no, no, this is the dream, guys. We've sold it to you and you bought it. But is there a better dream out there? So I don't know. KC, you picked it, though. Why don't you get all deep? <laughs> that was a long, <laughs> drawn out. <laughs> I love this band, man. They have a lot to say, more than people think. I would say this is probably my favorite of their songs. That's fair. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just. 
I think I like that guitar God, you know, yeah. hook, and then it goes into the rap hook. I mean, it just kind of, that differentiating sounds there. It's just, yeah, I, it's got a good beat. I gonna dance to it. Also, and, quite and, often, and I like their bass line. Kevin runs into rooms, Ooh. like jumps through doorways, punches people, and yells, "This is my chocolate attack." <laughs> oh, I should, I'm definitely going to start doing that now. Actually, you should do it with hugs. Just run and hug people. Go, it's my chocolate attack. <laughs> Just give people hugs. Just make I everybody like punching. Uh, sorry. Yell, yell. No, no. no you run in. You give them a hug. Yell, this is my chocolate attack, and then you go feel good ink. <laughs> Just walk away. People would probably sit there and be like, "What? Are you what doing? just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> Some black man with a slide whistle. I was assaulted by. I was assaulted by Hootie. People, it probably results in less jail time too. I'm sure. I was just, I was just love assaulted by Hootie. Oh, they're coming to concert. He's coming into, yeah, he's coming into town, dude. You could, you could sell that man. You could make that work for you. You know, you need to trim up the goatee. You know, Put on a leather jacket. Yeah. Go sign some autographs outside. Yeah. Throw, the, throw the hat on. I never, I mean, Kevin is um, a bald black man with a goatee. Aside from that, (laughs) I've never seen it, but you've been told that more than once. A lot. So weird. I don't, I mean, like, I mean, I guess if people. Want to believe it? <laughs> I guess you know. I'm a I'm a white guy with a beard and glasses. Do I look like Steven Spielberg? <laughs> yeah, actually. Shut up, Stewart. <laughs> actually, now, now that you mentioned, it. I was thinking more like uh, Rivers Cuomo, but <laughs> oh, hey, I'll take it. Um, both from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connection. This is a great song, and it's hard for me. I I, I mentioned uh, Melancholy Hill. That might. Be my favorite gorilla song, but that's hard for me. I this is a mood band where I will like a different song depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah, one of the things I want to bring up, sense, yeah, actually. because they that's what they do and they're good at it. One of the things I want to bring up is this was 2005. Are they still around? My son oh, yeah. was. Oh, yeah. oh god, yeah. Okay. My son was born in 2003. Um, and I bring this up because god, make us feel old. Thanks. I bring it up oh. because. He's a fan of the Gorillas, all right, and he knows all this stuff. And it wasn't—is it because it's played on the games? Maybe I don't think so. Yeah. It's—it wasn't because of me. He discovered them on his own, and I think that's really cool and says a lot about the band. Yeah, like they are a band that I think their creation alone could draw people from different genres in. Like you're just kind of like, well, oh, they're really cool, you know. They do some really cool shit. So, uh, Kevin has one more band. So, we're going to go into this one really quick. Uh, here, here, here you go, Kevin. All right. Frontier Sakaya. Why do I know this? So this is Frontier Psychiatrist by Avalanche from uh, Since I Left You in 2000. This is in that kind of vein of songs, kind of Herbie Hancock back in the 80s, or yeah. um, the Beatles did some of this stuff, like Revolution 9, uh, where it's kind of a blend of stuff and a mixture of stuff, but it does tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one landed 49 in Australia, 18 in the UK. Um, the band has said the song was sort of an accident. They were messing around. Uh, and it just sort of fell into place. 
There are all sorts of samples in this song. You have Flip Wilson in there, uh, some stuff from Lawrence of Arabia, Sesame Street, John Waters' <laughs> film Polyester makes it in there. Uh, Jeez. The song tells the tale of Dexter, who's tossed out of school and starts making trouble until a frontier psychiatrist steps in to help. But the underlining meaning of the song is exploring the difficulties of the human mind. It deals with mental health, uh, struggles with identity, and getting help. It uses clips from songs and film to help illustrate those points. Kevin, enlighten this us. This song is a straight-up happy accident. And the music video alone, I mean, there's all kinds of things going on for it. It is. It just. It's weird to see everything just kind of blend together. Yeah. And I'm down for it. Yeah, so I... I you send this over, and I'm like, I don't, I didn't recognize it by name. And then I pulled it up, and I'm like, I think I've heard this before. And then I watched a music video, and I'm like, I've definitely never seen this before. But you're not wrong. It is. Uh, there's a lot going on in the video. <laughs> so, so it's a lot going on. Um, yeah, I think it's I pretty. First heard this song from uh, 97X, which was an alternative. Yeah, we uh, talked about station. it last week. Yeah. Yeah, and um, God, I missed that station we talked about it last week when i or last night when i clearly demonstrated that we are in fact in the damn matrix and i keep telling people they don't want to listen to me so i keep there's proof after proof after proof and last night uh matt i gotta tell you someone got a hold of your playlist this is weird we were sitting in a we're sitting in a place last night we're we're eating and and drinking a few and whatever and uh i mentioned acd no van halen we mentioned van halen and right after that, Van Halen came on. Weird. We mentioned an, another band. Who was it? Police or Sting. Sting. I started talking about Sting, and the police came on. And then as we stood up to walk out, I can't make this shit up. We, I stopped everybody. Said, "Guys, fucking listen." Natural One by Folk Implosion. What came the on. hell? <laughs> <laughs> like of all songs, because that doesn't get played. My wife's no. like, they were just talking. They're playing that play. I'm like, Folk Implosion. Folk Implosion. Come on now. Who plays that? Yeah, we're in the matrix. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're in the matrix. Which, by the way, that playlist is available now and <laughs> is 90s awesome. Old. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I, I told Jason, I was like, you took the blue pill again, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't like what the red one That's does weird. to me. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> red one does weird shit to me. <laughs> the little blue pill. <laughs> uh, name of my sex tape. <laughs> so there <laughs> just give me a few minutes just give me a few minutes yeah it's better than the, it's the better it's better than the name of stewie sex tape which is jagged little pill uh, <laughs> ripped for her pleasure <laughs> oh, no. oh matt brought up our playlists um for all of these episodes we do we put a playlist up on spotify and uh they're out there, and then eventually I add those playlists Whenever it gets to time. the website, and there there's like direct links, so you can go to the website and yeah. get it there. Another thing we do from time to time, not always, but sometimes, is we put a call out to the tapeworms. Uh, usually that's through our social media, mostly on Facebook and Twitter. And we ask what you guys would add to the list. We had three contributors this week, but not three songs because Connie got a little carried away. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to start yeah. with our, our main man, Skiznot. He says, uh, A Punk Vampire Weekend is probably Ooh, the only band I know from that decade. <laughs> I love it so much. So good. Tapeworm Terry says, Mr. Brightside, The Killers, uh, Dog Days by Florence and the Machine. 
So I, I just got to see the Killers live and in that's concert a, recently. That's a great pick, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then Connie says, "All <clears throat> not going to teach your boyfriend how to dance with you uh, from the black kids. Oddly yeah. enough, that they just got brought up. Uh, when the presidents talk to God, bright eyes. Ain't no rest for the wicked, cage the elephant. Marry my stalker, Goldfinger. Love me dead, Ludo. I'm a robot as a whole. Flight. Wait, wait. I'm a. I'm a robot as a whole. These got broke up a little. Uh, yeah. Flight of the Concords. Business time. What she means by as a whole is literally every song by I'm a robot. I, I, I caught it Fantastic. now. I'm a robot yeah. as a whole. Side note: If you've never heard of I'm a robot, they are fun as hell, and uh, started kind of as a side project of um, Beck's bass player. Oh, really? Huh. And uh, yeah, they went on. After they broke up, they went on to become uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, I think is what they're called. And okay. you definitely know that song. Like, they don't sound anything like that song, though. Um, uh, I'm going to give Connie some brownie points for bringing up Flight of the Concords, though. Hell yeah. Oh, I mean, you, yeah. Get, you get some brownie Great points show. just for that shit. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, she's, a, she's a top contributor, but usually she <laughs> finds a way to put Cindy Lauper in here. But we're gonna. I was kind of shocked she didn't. No Sunny. No Cindy Lauper in the two thousands. Not on this one. Uh, But Flight of the Concords makes up for it, so you are forgiven. So, Uh, so that's our lists. Uh, Like I said, you guys are always welcome to add stuff after the fact. You can send it over. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or email and let us know. Hey, this should have been on there, and Matt will add that to a list as well, and then that goes out. Um, next week, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about remakes that we think are better than the original. I, uh, suspect actually everybody's a really good. I still suspect some arguments to be had <laughs> and that's okay. I kind of look forward right. to that. Uh, maybe not. Maybe we all agree. I don't think so, but maybe we all will. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that next week. So come back for that again. We hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Be safe out there with your friends and family. Um, we're going to be talking soon. Uh, we keep mentioning it, but there will be a new format after the new year we have next month. So we have the remix episode and then December we're going to release four episodes, you know, and then we're going to come back after the new year with a a new format, but we're going to be the same dumb assholes we've always been. So actually we may be dumber. I just, maybe, yeah, maybe stupid. It's probably, it's probably completely. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Working on some more interviews and stuff. If you haven't checked it out, uh, most recently released an interview with Stephen Rosen. Stephen is a, he's been a music journalist for like 50 years. Which, by the way, I actually just ordered that book. Did you? Yeah. Tone Chaser? Yep. So what Stewie's talking about is Stephen, you should awesome. you should let me know, man. I would have reached out to Stephen to see if you could have got like an autograph copy or something. He's still do that. He's a really cool dude. You can still do that. So Stephen <laughs> is a writer and a like I said, copy. he wrote a book called Tone Chaser recently. Uh, if you have not listened to that interview, because maybe you looked at it and said, "I don't know who that is," go listen. He yeah. he wrote a book that is about his relationship with Eddie Van Halen, or as he calls him, Edward Van Halen, and it's kind right. of a personal, in depth look that you're not going to get many places. He actually started writing the book uh, right before. Eddie died, and he's like, and then when he died, it kind of changed. Yeah, it became a whole new story. He's written several books about several people, and he's just, he's toured around with different bands, and he's 
interviewed so many famous musicians. If you are a rock fan from like the seventies and eighties, you should go listen to the interview for a while. Yeah. And one of the things that's really cool is we, we talk about this in the episode is he recorded all his interviews and he's been putting those interviews up on YouTube. So please check out that episode, man. It's really good. He's a really cool dude. We had so much fun talking to him and, uh, you can go check out those interviews and stuff as well. Couple shout outs. I know we've got, uh, we mentioned we, we got to meet the guys from RaptorCon, uh, when we were out at Scarefest weekend a few weeks ago. RaptorCon is coming up December 9th and 10th in Evansville, Indiana. Got a couple cool people there. If you're going to be out in the area, you should go out and check that out. I know, um, uh, Mick Foley's going to be there, which is really That's cool. That's going to be dope. Ethan Souple, which, would be just a really cool dude to meet, I think. Uh, Billy West. If you don't know who Billy West is, he's, well, you do. He's Fry on Futurama. Uh, God, he was in Ren and Stimpy. He's, he's a voice artist, and you've heard him, I promise. But there's going to be some cool pe- people out there. If you can make it out to that one, that's uh, December 9th and 10th, Raptor Con. Horror Hound is coming up in March. Horrorhoundweekend.com. You can check that out. they got some really good people coming out to that one. That's starting to develop pretty yeah good. yeah i i actually have a, a shout out that i i need to bring up it's a guy who runs a show called alt escape radio it's a classic alternative in kansas city yeah it's you alt and I, we were talking about this the other day and i told you to remind oh, yeah. me so you could give him a shout out yeah <laughs> so, so i just went to the website because i was getting ready to send you guys the link and at the time currently playing was brimful of asha <laughs> so, <laughs> so not even joking matrix yeah now it's uh currently playing undone the sweater song by weezer so it kind of gives you a little bit of a an insight into what kind of music they're playing exactly <laughs> uh but yeah it's altescaperadio.com or a-l-t-e-s-c radio.com yeah we'll put a link in the show notes. yeah go check them out especially very pertinent to the last few episodes we've done and uh, we wanted to give them a shout out because they let Matt right. know that they had recently listened to, was it our 80s alt episode they had listened uh, to? Yeah, they, they listened to the 80s alt episode and the 90s one hadn't come out at the time. So, so. And you can listen online all around the world. It's all around the yeah, world. It's got a little pop out player that you can check play. out. Good, good people, great selection of music. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Should so. be their, should be their tagline. Good people, great music. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll let them know <laughs> thanks thanks i'll tell them we'll, we'll workshop it we'll workshop it yeah, so yeah. Uh, please go check them out as well um if you guys have any anybody out there that you would love for us to give a shout out to or spotlight send them over we'll we'll take a look man they're we're always into little stores or cons people are doing cool shit we like to give them shout outs because we're into that kind of stuff so give us a holla i think that's it we're gonna holla. close out this episode uh and uh yeah guys eat some turkey uh we'll be talking to you in a few days don't worry we'll be back i know you'll miss us but Stu promises you'll get to hear him again in his luscious tones hi (laughs) guys proceeds to gurgle hi (laughs) hey hey until next we speak guys remember to always stay Stay awesome awesome. stay awesome cop cop There are times that you feel Like your head is a big old bucket Filled with fuzzy dreams Cause you wish you were a Muppet But you can't play the music And you can't light the lights 
And it's all you can do just to make it through any more of these lonely nights. So you grab your favorite mixtape and you pop it in the slot. And you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now, it's all you've got Stay, stay awesome Plant a tree inside your heart And let it blossom Stay, stay awesome Gotta live your life, don't stay curled up like a possum. And if you think you're going crazy, don't go. Go, go. Just stay. Stay cool.